Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Uh, Blaine Gibson. Yay! Yay! Ooh, good to have you here, Blaine. Glad you could, your first words on the podcast could sound like you burped them out. <laughs> <laughs> good to be back hopefully no uh you know well i guess we already filmed the show so but yeah hopefully the electricity doesn't go out in this last five minutes like they did yep. before yeah uh, fingers crossed we talk about blaine's cursed history with cult podcast and it is a, a fun time uh blaine right. thank you so much for being on the show for doing this um real quick up top where can people find you and uh, all the fun stuff you do the people can find me on Twitter at B Gibbles. They can also find me at Squad Team Force, which is the content group I'm with at Rooster Teeth. And they can see me at RTX. That's going to be in Austin here in uh, July. I, can't, I don't remember a specific day. It's just early July. July 1st through the 3rd, baby. Ah, you mm-hmm. fucking, you suit. Yeah, let's you, you <laughs> corpo bitch. Let's see if I can fucking do this off the top of my head. You can go to bit.ly slash RTX 2022. Yeah! I know the fucking code. Do you like podcasting? Because Rooster Teeth has brought in the best in podcasting, animation, and cosplay to Austin. Te- oh God, I, I just went sold it. out. Fuck First it. of all, you did you say Broughton? <laughs> Rooster Teeth has brought. <laughs> That's a lot fucking ad copies written page. Oh man. Also, I like that it's bit.ly/rtx2022. As if like just RTX.com was taken, was RTX.biz.tv.dogfriend taken? Like <laughs> I don't even. I'm only like 80% sure that's the actual uh, <laughs> URL. By the way, I'm I'm gonna look it up. Okay, RTXevent.com okay. is also a thing. Yeah, go to okay. Go to, See, that makes a lot more sense. Go to <laughs> RTXevent.com. The bit thing might have been uh, a thing dot that we TV, just do for ads. Biz, yeah. dot porn, dot XXX. Donuts, XXX.edu. Dot kids. Anyway, um, yeah. And speaking of Rooster Teeth, if you're looking for a good place to listen to the show, might we suggest Rooster Teeth? Cock a doodle doo. There's nothing to do with the company. You guys are still doing that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rooster Teeth has a bunch of really awesome content, including stuff like uh, Good Morning from Hell, which was a great podcast that was on for a bit. Uh, but also more recently, Improv Ambush. Yay. Yay. Yeah, that was a little show that I put together on a just a bubblegum budget, and it was a lot of fun. It's good times. It is an amazing show, and I'm fucking loving it. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. But you can also, more importantly than any of that's dumb bullshit, you can check out Colt Podcast, baby. Yeah, go. <laughs> what the? Fuck? I have no idea. I'm so tired. <laughs> go, go to the website or download the app on your Amazon Fire Stick, your Roku Television, your Xbox, or your mobile device. Uh, Rooster Teeth, the teeth are in you. <laughs> That's our slogan now. It's been a slogan for years, Blaine. Also, if you're looking oh. to see uh, Colt Podcast live and in person, uh, can we suggest Panic Fest? Woohoo! May 1st. You can see us. You can see Horror Virgin. Tickets are online now at panicfest.com. Yes. Or I think it's... Hold on. Let me verify. <laughs> oh! I, just, I oh, made fun of URLs oh, earlier. You. Who's the fucking <laughs> idiot <laughs> now? <laughs> oh, it is. It's panicfilmfest.com. My apologies. Oh, oh, that's coming up. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. Yes, it is. Things, uh, they, they keep coming and they don't stop coming. 
back to the rules and hit the ground running. Never Didn't make sense, sense not, not to live, to live for, for fun. fun. You bring it gets smart, smart, but your, your head, head gets, gets dumb. dumb. <laughs> so much to do. Okay. So uh, much to see. Weird, my file got corrupted. I guess I can't <laughs> send it. Uh, see, Blaine, that's why there's so much wrong with taking the back streets. <laughs> okay, all <laughs> you right. You never know if you don't go. Wow, 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 why is it still go. going? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> dumb, I know this is just extending the show before the show even longer. I've seen Smash Mouth in concert by accident twice. They just keep appearing at events that I'm in, and I'm like, here we fucking go again, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, absolutely lovely. If you want to help support the show, patreon.com slash cult podcast, and we've made this intro way too long. Let's get into the show. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm, organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership, organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers, organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships, and organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cold Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have Blaine Gibson. Yay! Yay! I, I need to take that again. Blaine Gibson. I like I, I came in with too much. <laughs> it was too much. Your yeah. audience might remember me, but like they're not that excited. Okay, first of all, <laughs> shut up, you asshole. <laughs> Okay, You've noted. been you. I can tell you haven't been listening to the show because every episode we have Blaine's corner, where I just uh, tell everyone <laughs> what? what's been yeah. going on in your life based off While of whatever. While I do curls, even though people can't see it because it's yeah. an audio medium. Here's the thing: I I love you guys so much. You guys are still very close friends of mine. I have not been listening as much because the last time I interacted with the Cult Podcast. Texas shut down and my <laughs> life went to shambles for like a week and I was freezing in my own home. Yeah. So yeah. we, we cursed it. Yes. I, I think what a night that was. I think we've done, we, we, was it we the have, last we two have times, done one in between the last two times that we've recorded stuff with you. It like cuts off in the middle and that's the beginning of like a horrible week for you. Like both times, right? <laughs> Yeah, so some some things happen to stop the recording, and then it's just like, uh, you get what so you then, got. Yeah. Oh, well, and then the last time, because we did, so it was Satanic Panic when all right. the power went out, and then we did deprogramming where my parents were on for half an episode, <laughs> and and that was the last time we saw you, I think. That's right. Well, or I'm back. at least, you know, saw you in the podcast sense. I saw you a week and a half ago. Yeah, we got kolaches in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I realized you used the same friend date for everybody, huh, <laughs> bud? I didn't, I didn't act like that was like an exclusive thing. Like I told Paige that we, I to had taken fair, you there. To be <laughs> fair, the reason we went there is because when I arrived in Texas, I just texted Blaine where the kolaches at. It's true. And it's you know, so I set myself up for I guess the repeat friend date. When I got to Austin, uh, Blaine pulled up in a Jeep, pulled a bat out of the trunk, and said, <laughs> what's up, motherfucker? 
And that sounds like a bit, but it's not. It's no, it really is what I did. Because for the longest time, we've been having this like back and forth about who would win in a fight. Yeah. This yeah, will no. they, won't they fight each other dynamic. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, here's a fun little story for you, Blaine. Uh, mm. I since you have come on the show have been making fun of you for being the smallest person that i know the tiniest boy um i don't know if you've watched any funhouse content recently but did you see that that joke has flipped fully on on oh me? yeah armando is tiny now oh yeah how does it feel yeah. how does it feel armando? honestly it feels awful and i feel really bad for him because you're small i'm not small i'm such a big boy i'm big i'm huge i'm so I'm huge just- Sitting over here being a completely normal height. <laughs> <laughs> You're small too. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's all right though. I've I've gotten therapy, like legitimately, uh and and, and things are going just just great. <laughs> <laughs> you did not sound convincing. Yeah. No, I mean I did have like a bad injury like four months ago where I yes. tore my bicep and like yeah. I put so much worth in myself based on my muscles. So like when I lost a quarter of my muscle ability, I was like, this is it. This is how I die. This is how this is it. Which, by the way, my life has been crazy and I keep forgetting to do it. Uh, but I have that I found the week you got hurt at a dollar store, a whole set of He-Man little mini guys <laughs> and i was like these are only a dollar and i'm gonna rescue them for blaine and then have they're still in my kitchen so eventually i'll get them to you very excited you'll find them eventually i i'm so excited for my man at arms butt plug or whatever it is there you Can go you guys fucking save something for blaine corner all right <laughs> come on please it's the best segment of the podcast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um are you guys ready to talk about our cult for today absolutely i'm coming in cold i don't know what we're talking about and i'm very excited well i'm actually going to keep everybody a little bit cold because this group has a link to a very very famous group and we're going to talk about it so it doesn't necessarily have as much of a name of its own as much as it's kind of named after its leader uh we'll get into it though uh so are we ready to get into sources absolutely yeah sorcerers there's a whole cult of them (laughs) whole cult so our first source is a book called Truth Among Friends by Frederick Quell. He's going to be our main source. He was one of the only essentially ex-members that has come out to talk about the group. Uh, so he has to be kind of our primary source. And then all of our other sources kind of corroborate his account. Uh, the next book on this list is Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a book called Neptune's Inferno, the U.S. Navy at Guadalcanal. Uh, we also have an article about the U.S. Navy substance abuse and mental illness among veterans from the American Addiction Centers. Uh, we have naval service records from archives.gov. We have an article from, and now this is, it's a website called wearethemighty.com, which is like weird articles about the armed services. And I'm fine with using it because of the topic. It's World War II origins of Navy torpedo juice. We're going to talk about it at length. <laughs> that sounds like the most episode. kick-ass energy drink I've ever heard oh, of. Yeah. It is. <laughs> well, I went deep on torpedo juice. I fell down the biggest rabbit hole on torpedo juice. I want to get drunk on torpedo juice. That's you do not. You will go blind. <laughs> Please don't. Have you guys tried Navy tornado juice yet? <laughs> I, it gets its color from pure denim. I mean, not far <laughs> off. 
Uh, and oh, then it goes finally, down scratchy and metallic. <laughs> finally, an article called World War II Veteran recalls his fight in the Pacific and the moonshine on Tinian from HistoryNet.com. Uh, there's going to be a, a <sighs> fuck ton of moonshine in this episode. I hope Man. everyone is ready. I, mean, I was trying to like assimilate or not assimilate, uh, 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 put together the puzzle pieces for what the sources are. And I still cannot figure out what I'm guessing it's a military thing. And it spawned from maybe L Ron Hubbard's like little Navy weird thing so that he did. It is a little bit linked to L Ron Hubbard's Navy weird thing. Uh, essentially what we have is both a leader and then the follower who we have his account were both in the Navy at the same time as L Ron Hubbard. Mm. Um, and, that will kind of play into it. We'll we'll get into it in a second. Okay, but sorry about the spoilers. No, 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 of course. Um, so this is kind of an interesting one. We haven't covered one like this in a really long time. It's been at least a year. Um, but as I was going back, one of the ones that kind of stuck out to me was Avatar Course, which is like episode number nine, I think. We did it forever ago. But essentially, this is an offshoot cult of Big Daddy LRH pre-Scientology. And I'll get into that in just a sec. So before we fully get into this, we have to address how and why this is possible, uh, which we talked about at length for Avatar Course, but haven't really talked about since. So Scientology in its early days was very much a self-help seminar-based group. And LRH was trying to market Dianetics the same way that Dale Carnegie and others like him monetized large group awareness trainings. But... LRH had a weakness, much like the guy that we're going to talk about today, and that's fucking yachts. Uh, LRH <laughs> fucking loves yachts. He loves yachts. He was oh obsessed with boats and the Navy and the power of being a captain. And when he was in the early, early days of developing Dianetics, he actually scams Jack Parsons out of thousands of dollars and his girlfriend just to buy yachts. Yeah, uh, uh, Blaine, in case you're wondering, back in the day, if you wanted a yacht, you had to put a deposit down of a hot smoking lady. <laughs> <laughs> he absconded with like it was something like the equivalent, like the modern day equivalent of like a million bucks or whatever. But at the time, it was Fuck like thir like 30 grand. <laughs> yeah, wow. it was. I don't it, it was a lot of money because Jack Parsons was like had a rich family or whatever, but he runs uh -huh. off with thousands of thousands of dollars. And Jack Parsons' girlfriend at the time, who, by the way, was the younger sister of his former wife. Um, and he he does it for this whole scheme where he's going to buy, like, multiple yachts and then, like, resell the yachts. But the problem was he never did any of that. He just bought one yacht and he and the girlfriend escaped off into the sunset. Um, and so Jack Parsons was pretty upset about it. And he wrote to the self-proclaimed most evil man in the world, Aleister Crowley, to whine about <gasps> it. Cool. And then Aleister Crowley wrote to his friends to be like, can you believe this pussy ass shit? Like, he's, <laughs> there's there's letters with him being like, I can't believe he double crossed me. And then letters from Aleister Crowley being like, why is he telling me this? So it's I was right. Great. There are sorcerers involved with this. <laughs> there's absolutely sorcerers involved in this. Yeah. Definitely. Can I say that it, it, it's it's it must have been nice to live in a world where you would never accidentally send a message about somebody to that person, like you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? When you're, yeah. when you're texting about somebody, and you accidentally <laughs> yeah. can you yeah. believe Jack Parsons? Oh no! Oh yeah. fuck! Oh, oh god! Shit. <laughs> Gotta shoot the mailman! <laughs> I sent this Sorry, picture of my man. butthole to my mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, man. You just saved this cuck four in my phone. I didn't. I. <laughs> 
That's my bad. Oh. Uh, we were also we were talking about uh, Scientology in the office the other day, and Charlotte and Patrick, who by the way run a great true crime adjacent podcast called Ship Hits the Fan. Go yes. check it out. Um, Ahoy! But we were talking about cults and boats. And Long history. Just, so many cult leaders love so boats. So many. Yeah. So many. It's insane how many. Like we were, we're, we're gonna have them on, and we were like, let's find a boat cult uh, yeah. like crossover, and then it just like exploded. There's a ton of them. There's but it makes sense though, because like I mean, it, it, not to pull from like it's always sunny in Philadelphia, but like you are secluded off into this it's the body of water. It's mm-hmm. right. You yeah. you have complete control yeah. over the situation on a fucking boat. So. Yeah. Well, plus yeah. Th- things go tits up and you can ride off into the sunset or the sunrise depending on which side of America you're in. So, that's right. Yeah. Pretty beautiful. But we go. were we were talking about Scientology and how it's like Scientology is almost on the level of Mormonism where it has been around so long that like some of the origins are just kind of being swept away and like the followers will try to explain why boats are so important. And it's <laughs> and like why this... they have like Navy uniforms. And yeah. Stuff. And it's just like this big, like mystical, like, well, actually the ships were like similar. And it's like, no dog, the man liked boats. That's <laughs> yeah. it. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more even because he gets stationed around the same place as this other person. But oh my God. so <laughs> LRH stay being a con man. That's who he is. Tomato soup yachts for days that's who he is but he didn't always have the money he needed to fund the growth of dianetics which is what he was working on at the time so what did he do he licensed it out and eventually he would revoke all of that licensing but that means that from the 50s to the early 70s there were non-scientologist groups teaching dianetics and after that when they revoked the licensing all they had to do was change the names of stuff, which is what happens with Avatar Course, where the second their license gets revoked, they rename everything and then keep doing things the same way they've been doing things, as if nothing has changed. Um, but because you've got groups all around the country in this same time, essentially teaching Scientology principles without having to call it Scientology, you get a bunch of kind of smaller groups that crop up that develop kind of a similar mythos. They just never get as big as Scientology did. This is one of those groups. And a lot of them die out fast. Avatar Course is one of the few that survived. But there's a whole bunch of like, like we have Scientology at home, like that kind of a thing <laughs> going on at this time. And that's where we're kind of going to be as far as the area for this cult. Well, yeah. See, hmm. I was going to say that he was almost like a fucking McDonald's for God for just yeah, a quick right. second. All he needed was well, a McDonald's uh, for aliens. Oh, of course. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not really a God people. They're more of a space emotions people. Oh, right. Yeah. No, fuck me. I'm the idiot. Thank you, Paige. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, according to Scientology, yes, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I remember you took an IQ test with them, and they were like, no. The smallest, dumbest person in rooster teeth history, Armando so, Torres. So fucking small. So these are so small, you asshole. The one we're talking about is basically like a uh, un, I don't know, approved... Uh, oh God! What's the Scientology word? unplugged, uh, unauthorized Scientology? A bootleg. Yeah. No, no, no. What is it called when they have like de- uh, like a denomination of Scientology that yes. was not? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Exactly. Got it. 
All right. So one of the men teaching one of these alternative groups was a guy named Lancaster Dodd. Now, this is kind of a unique scenario. Um, as I mentioned, we have one main source of basically an ex-member and then a lot of stuff to corroborate it. So one of the only full accounts of Dodd's group comes from an ex-follower, a man named Frederick Quell. So Frederick Quell was born October 28th, 1917 in Phoenix, Arizona. Damn. Yeah. And as we've mentioned a lot of times on this show, that's a terrible time to be alive. <laughs> like, yeah. if you could pick a time, don't pick that time. It's a bad time. I was also uh, going to say it's a terrible time to be in Arizona, and then I realized yeah. every time is a terrible it's time to be in Arizona. It's always a terrible Arizona. time to that's be right. in Arizona. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Arizona, you dumb hey, bitch. T- <laughs> Tucson's kind of nice. Uh, I like Scottsdale. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Flag Flagstaff is pretty cool. I that's, enjoyed Flagstaff. That's the last three there. cities out of a whole bullshit state, Paige. Don't that's try true. to save that's Arizona. True. I won't. I'll never try to save Arizona again, I promise. <laughs> so at this time we've got World War One, we've got a bad economy, uh, and just general bad medicine, industrialization. Like it's all Prohibition. bad. Prohibition. Yeah. Prohibition's gonna factor in big. Uh but more than all of that, we have terrible record keeping. Unless you get famous, we don't know much about your life unless you tell us. So even though Frederick wrote a book, he mainly limits his story to kind of a little bit of his life before he joined the group, kind of what he believes to be the reasons he joined, then his time in the group, and then a little bit after. So we don't have a ton to fill in that time between him being born and the time that he enlisted in the Navy at the age of 22 during World War II. He, much like LRH, fought in the Pacific Theater. However, uh, there wasn't a ton to do. And if you know a lot about what LRH did during this time, you'll know that at one point he fired on the country of Mexico, (laughs) uh, accidentally almost starting another war for no reason, and he wanted to take the Navy ship treasure hunting. So, like, <laughs> his story, we will eventually someday do a full LRH series because uh, his story is wild. Just going to need um, to get some lawyers uh, strapped in and ready to go yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is where he gets all his fake medals and stuff. So if you go to any of the Scientology like buildings and they're like, see, he was a war hero. He was not. <laughs> also really quick. Didn't Miscavige also wear like a Navy outfit? Did Miscavige ever still wear? Does. does he, did he do? Did he, did, no. was he Navy? Did no. he? Nope. Okay. Nope. He is a child who grew up in Scientology and served as one of LRH's special messengers, which was like, a core of teenagers and usually teenage girls that mm. he would dress in very specific outfits and they had to mimic his voice and then they would go deliver messages for him. I just want to meet Miss Cabbage and be like, Hey man, thanks for your service. <laughs> <laughs> He's like in the army against Xenu. Yes. Yeah, thanks for your service. Hey, I have a, a completely unrelated question that I cannot stress enough is not related uh-huh. to the previous sure, uh, sure, statement. Sure. Is it considered seeing combat if you murder your wife? Oh, interesting. No, uh, Hmm. I would call that stolen valor. I call all of what Miscavige does stolen valor, to be honest. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know how you got Miscavige being related to the last thing that I said at all. (laughs) Actually, uh, many reports are that she is alive at the Center for Religious Technology, but she is just in a horrible thought prison. No way. 
That's yeah. a new development that I've never heard. That's so cool. There I mean, that's awful. Of, that poor, yeah, poor it's, woman. It's, it's awful. Poor, poor woman. There are pictures of her from about a year or two ago, and they gave <gasps> her a dog, which is like a prison tactic. Because if you give somebody an animal to care for, they're a lot less likely to leave without it, but it makes yeah. it harder to leave. That's, so wow. Wow. But yeah, that's where people believe that she is, although she has not been out recently. I might need you to shoot me those images because that's yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll track them down. I mean, it's gonna be make you super sad, but you know. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's what, what listeners are doing right now. They're like, oh, well, what's about oh, yeah. cults? No one's listening to this to be happy, Paige. That's true. Uh, there's also uh, someplace underneath on Last Podcast Network did a whole series on Shelly Miscavige and they talk a little bit about where they think she is as well mm. um, uh, with a lot of references to kind of what's happened to her along the way. Wow. Uh, yeah. There you go. Sorry, you totally tan tan tangent talking no, about uh, sure. Miscavige I mean, being a stolen Valor asshole. This, I mean, yeah. This is a very... This, this group coincides so closely with Scientology. Any Scientology tangents, welcome in this okay. episode. <laughs> um, so... Frederick's experience in the Navy wasn't all that different. He didn't have a lot to do, so he spent most of his time learning how to make something called torpedo juice. And <laughs> this is where I fell down the rabbit hole on torpedo juice. Uh, so torpedo juice is actually a slang name for... Come. junk. Well, jungle, <laughs> it, is, it is made by semen. So. <laughs> Woo. But it's <sighs> uh, slang for an alcoholic beverage that our first recorded record of it is being mixed in World War II on Navy boats. Mm -hmm. And it's pineapple juice and 180 proof grain alcohol <laughs> fuel. Fuel. Ooh. The fuel Ooh. for the boat. Uh, from the torpedo motors. So they would disassemble torpedoes to retrieve the fuel and then use it to make essentially prison wine on oh a boat. My God. Jesus. Too what if they're like, oh, we're being attacked by a submarine, launch all torpedoes, and it's just like... <laughs> Yeah, you know, that's what I was going to say. Imagine, launch all party buses. Like, imagine yeah. all torpedoes falling off and exploding 20 feet from your boat and then turning around to look at your first mate and he's just like, I don't know what happened. That's total shit. That's crazy. That's absolutely uh, wow. Have you tried this torpedo juice? The diarrhea is explosive. It's so great. Um, but here's the thing. Um, Did you just get that one? So... <laughs> the uh, the Navy realized that this is going to be a problem, <laughs> obviously. And so they started putting additives into the fuel to make it undrinkable. <laughs> what? It's fuel. It should already, by definition, be undrinkable. Be undrinkable, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, the sailors found a way around that. Um, are you telling me? Sometimes. Are you telling um, me they were willing to do the undrinkable to make it happen? <laughs> yep, yep. So, and this is mainly the first part of the the <laughs> the war in the Pacific theater because they then had to change, like they tried to make it undrinkable and people kept on drinking it. So then they had to like change the way the torpedoes worked. Um, so originally torpedoes were powered by a miniature steam engine that burned 
180 or higher proof ethyl alcohol as fuel. Why is it so um, cute to me that they had little baby like steam engines inside <laughs> little these torpedoes? Tiny steam yeah. engine. Death machines. Well, it's actually, it used to be way cuter. Before that, they had Keebler elves that would shove coal into a tiny <laughs> engine. And I don't know if you've ever drunk a Keebler elf, but that shit's fucking delicious. <laughs> Uh, but I'm so they gonna would have to... war crowns. Oh, hey. <laughs> Civilian ship. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. So the ethyl alcohol had to be denatured. Uh, so they would put dyes, methanol, and other ingredients in it. And methanol can cause blindness when ingested. Mm. But there's no way to render it non-poisonous. So the soldiers, not soldiers, uh, sailors, would filter the torpedo juice through a compressed loaf of bread so they would take like a wonder bread loaf squish it down let all of the alcohol soak through the bread wring the bread out and that's the alcohol that you then mix with pineapple juice um I so then i know these two things aren't far off at all and that's why the jokes are there but this is like listening to my dad explain how they made burritos in prison. It's just so like, <laughs> dark. see that fascinates me. I love it. So where they're like, you crumple up the ramen, yeah. over the like, what was it? Orange chicken is just like pork rinds and hot sauce, or something yep. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd love to imagine that these assholes were doing this shit on the boat while my grandpa was parked on Guadalcanal, like like just fighting for his fucking life because my, my granddad was a, a marine during world war ii like <laughs> and these guys are getting fucking wasted they're having a beach like yeah. a yacht journey over you know yeah. jesus oh yeah you're fucking granddad's having saving private ryan or whatever and then yeah, gilligan's, these guys are doing a booze cruise gilligan's yeah. isle is drinking fucking... themselves blind yeah. <laughs> like literally blind I am curious, like, I no way of finding out unless I look through his old journals. I wonder if my uh, granddad ever drank any of this shit, because he... I'm so curious. He got into some alcohol, so maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so, as they tried to uh, fix the torpedoes so they weren't drinkable, uh, a small amount of something called croton oil was added, um, and drinking it with that additive would cause internal bleeding and violent diarrhea. Wow. And they were trying to do it as a replacement for the methanol because soldiers kept going blind. <laughs> so they were just like, if they're going to drink it, let's just make them shit themselves and not go blind. Yeah. yeah. This is why I avoid salads because the crouton oil. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, what? Is this a bit? <laughs> Yeah, she said crouton oil. Oh, it's, yeah, okay, cro all right. Croton, C R O T O N. Um, Don't so fuck with croutons, dog. All right, that's the only <laughs> thing that makes vegetables palatable to me is bread. <laughs> <laughs> so then they built like stills, like moonshine stills, to separate the alcohol from the oil because the alcohol evaporates at a lower temperature. Again, they're supposed to be defending the country, and they're like building a moonshine still on a boat. Um, Honestly, if we just stopped having wars and just had drinking competitions, that'd be fucking kick ass, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we would have, although well, the Russians would have still been as formidable a foe. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's because they're drinking fucking nuke juice, which is just like pineapple juice and like some of the water from the things that cool off the nuclear Bright reactor. green. <laughs> yeah. Chernobyl. Yeah, exactly. So, because this was such a big problem. They had to introduce an electric-powered torpedo that required no alcohol at all, 
but alcohol was still used for things like paint thinner or for cleaners to like clean uh, like electric boards and stuff because it dries fast. Mm. So they would still continue to make it. Like they never solved the problem of them making torpedo juice, which is bonkers to me. Uh, but the standard recipe, if you want to make it at home, is <laughs> two parts ethyl alcohol, three parts pineapple juice. Dude, I cannot stress this enough. Do not make this drink at <laughs> um, home. Wait, hold could, on. Say that one more time. Yeah, yeah. Two, <laughs> two parts ethyl alcohol, three parts pineapple juice. You could sub like an Everclear or something for the ethyl alcohol oh, as a close approximation. Yeah. Just go get real fucking moonshine from the Appalachians or some shit. You're going to go blind still, but it, at least you'll do it justice. Yeah. So, you know, a war is boring when your sailors are drinking themselves blind. And this might be why LRH thought Mexico was the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's also probably pretty racist, but may have also been drinking himself blind. Mm. Um, but eventually the war ended. Frederick didn't see too much combat, but he did have trouble adjusting to life back in civilian society. Uh, he suffered from anger and occasional violence. Basically because he had been drinking ship fuel for like four years yeah. and he had a hell of an alcohol problem now. Um, so this causes him to lose a series of jobs. Uh, first and foremost, he worked in a department store, but assaulted a customer, which like, cool. I feel who, you, man. Yeah. Who hasn't, you know, yeah. who hasn't? <laughs> who hasn't worked retail and wanted to yeah, assault a customer? Of course. Um, he then attempted migrant farming, which seemed to be going great until he started dabbling in moonshine again. Using what he learned about making torpedo juice, he started making booze with whatever he had on hand or whatever he could find on farms. But as I mentioned before, that's not super safe. And it wasn't safe for his co-workers that he gave it to. Uh, specifically, one of his older co-workers passed out, but not just like, not like drinking passed out, like one glass hit the floor um, and everyone else accused him of poisoning that guy. I didn't poison were... that guy. He drank tractor juice of his own volition. It was his own doing. Uh, and to be honest, it's one of those things where he's like, I didn't poison him. And I'm like, ah, I kind of did. Kinda did. Um, but this basically puts him on the run because he doesn't stick around to find out if he killed that guy. He did not kill that guy, by the way. Um, doesn't stick around. He finds his way to San Francisco. Now, in the late 50s to the early 60s, San Francisco was not quite the hippie movement yet. This is trending toward a more artistic bohemian vibe, and the feelings that would give way to the hippie movement are definitely there, but this is not Manson's San Francisco yet. Uh, the only acid making the rounds at this point is government acid. So, like... It's not quite fun and freewheeling, but it's about to get there in a year or two. No, God, no. It's very strong and it's horrifically scary and it's in your coffee cup at work and you didn't know about it. You didn't know about it. But you know what? Just another day at the FBI. So yeah, just another day. Uh, so with only the clothes on his back and all of the moonshine he could carry, <laughs> he found his way to the docks in search of work. But instead, he mainly just got shit faced on boat moonshine and wandered onto a private boat. Uh, because that's what you do. Why not? But lucky for him, it was the boat of L.S. Dodd. Now, Dodd also fought in World War II, also in the Pacific Theater. 
but he was slightly older than Frederick and had somehow seen even less action during the war where he was either constantly air quotes wounded Mm. um, or relegated to a desk job. So he had spent most of that time dabbling in wellness scams of the day. Now, at the time, World War II, there was a lot of like cults of wellness, if you want to think of it that way, of like snake oil salesmen, that kind of idea of like tinctures and I just put orange juice in a bottle and I'm going to tell you that Coca-Cola will cure the ghosts in your blood. Like that's <laughs> still going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of what he's into. That's what Elron Hubbard was into um, as well as theosophy. Theosophy still going strong. And when you mix the two of those together, you get pretty much Scientology. Uh, and that's where Dodd ended up, where he discovers Scientology and he licenses it to make his own group. He was convinced that he and LRH had so much in common that he could build his own mythos off the back of Dianetics. So he decides to preach his own brand of Dianetics specifically for helping people with past lives, which is where he gets into kind of the Blavatskyan element of it. Did Dodd... Oh, sorry. Did Dodd and uh, LRH ever cross paths, or did was it just he heard about LRH I, and, and Dianetics? I would imagine they did because in the early days, LRH would give talks in person. Hmm. Like he, it was a mail order system for Scientology, but a lot of the people who got into the Scientology at this time, like this early, met him in person. Yeah, um, it's probably unfortunately for them. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they smelled like shit. <laughs> It's yeah. probably one of those things where, like, for for him, it was, like, the most important day of his life. And for LRH, it was, like, Tuesday, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah cool. Yeah, yeah. And bison. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just had a bunch of, what is it, catsup soup or whatever? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ketchup soup. Ketchup <laughs> soup. Yum, 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 yum. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, anyway, so when Dodd woke up and found Frederick, like, sleeping off a hangover on his deck, he knew two things. Number one that Frederick needed help, and number two, that Frederick smelled like some damn good moonshine. (laughs) So here's the thing about Dodd. LRH was supposedly sober and above all the vices of man. That was his whole thing. It was fully a lie. (laughs) But public facing, that was his thing. Dodd, no such qualms about drinking, and once he got a taste of the moonshine Frederick made, he was in. So for Frederick, it becomes a classic case of a cult providing for somebody's actual everyday needs. He's homeless, he's jobless, and he's ripped shit on moonshine, and they exactly have a place for him to be. Now, it is interesting to note at this point, because this is going to be a more common problem than people even kind of realize, um, alcoholism specifically is one of the most common addictions among military veterans. Um, 35% of Navy sailors engaged in binge drinking during their tenure and more than 35% are identified as hazardous drinkers following their tenure in the services. And a lot of who Dodd was recruiting were former Navy people. Cause those are like his dudes and he mm. fucking loves boats. This, this might be kind of a mean joke, but I can't even be on a boat normally. I don't know how these motherfuckers. I, I'm pretty rough. I don't know yeah, how these I motherfuckers are attracted being, to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they're on a boat drinking a ton of alcohol and war. They did a war, 
and they're yeah. just fine. I can't do. I can't. Yeah, I was, they're on a boat. It's going fast. They got a nautical theme pashmina afghan. Oh my god, that's all. It's they're doing it. <sighs> they're on boats, motherfucker. Don't you ever forget. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will say that you have enough diarrhea and vomit on like stable land. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't think you need a boat helping the equation out. No, I've I went on a boat for for a friend's birthday. I went on a boat and it was just like five minutes of like oh yeah boat, and then an hour and a half of like I want to die. I wish I was dead right now. He was making Armando juice, which is something you do not want to drink. No, 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 no. no. It's mm -mm. one part uh, pineapple juice and 75% piss at shit and vomit. Cool. And two parts, remember the name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, it's the, that's what it is. When you get motion sickness, being on a boat is five minutes of cool, an hour and a half of vomiting, and then like 20 seconds of like, oh, dolphin. <laughs> I mean, that's if you're near dolphins. If you're not, stop drinking the moonshine. There's no <laughs> yeah, dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> seeing dolphins again. So Dodd gives Frederick a home, and he allows him to join his group and his brand of treatment for free, uh, or rather in exchange for that sweet, sweet moonshine. And he begins putting Frederick through something he calls processing to go through his past trauma, the time in the war, his time as an unhoused person, and this is very similar to what would become known as auditing for Scientology because Dianetics doesn't include auditing originally. Uh, that's a newer thing with Scientology. But there was a really early version of it that was essentially talk therapy. But then LRH would basically proclaim that it was the opposite and that therapy itself was what was truly harmful while Dianetics was science. Damn, shit, is this my dad? <laughs> um. And Dodd was kind of cut from the same cloth where it's not that therapy wasn't science, but it wasn't qualified to heal the trauma of past lives. So the idea is like, well, therapy only cures this life. Uh, you need me to process your past lives. Okay. All right. I understand the bullshit logic. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but it does sound, again, as stupid as when my dad's just like, therapy's bullshit and a scam, and no one actually <laughs> needs therapy, he said, cracking open his 64th Bud Light of the oh, day. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Oh, that's brutal. No, he, your dad's a Tecate guy. Don't lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some Modelo's up in that bitch. Wait, so when did, uh, this is another tangent about Scientology. So it is allowed. Uh, when did the little pipes with the little metal, the little metal pipes ah, come in? Ah, the e-meters. So the yeah. first, the first e-meters, uh, I've been trying to get one on eBay for years. They Ooh. come around late sixties, early seventies. Gotcha. And it's right around the same time that he stops licensing Scientology because that's when he tries to make Scientology into like a money making enterprise. So he's selling books. He's selling the e-meters. He's selling the auditing sessions. He's selling all of it. And you can't, if it's not like a plus approved Scientology version, it ain't happening mm -hmm. basically. So what you're saying is it's a couple decades before Scientology gets piped down. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, if any, if any cult was going to get piped down, it's probably going to be the one that's the most wet and wild page. <laughs> fuck you. fuck you i was in the middle of drinking a diet coke you bastard 
They are wet and wild, though. I mean, that's why they dress like sailors. They want you to know that they are into semen. Ahoy. <laughs> that's why they recruit so hard. They just need more and more semen. Um, oh, yikes. boy. <laughs> Weird ginger Oompa Loompa man. <laughs> so, so strange. Oh, man. It's funny that there's like more than one of them, though. <laughs> that's what I kind of love. Um, so Frederick gets in super deep and super fast because his tangible needs are being met. That's something we talked a lot about last week at 12 tribes where it's like, if someone's coming from a place of housing insecurity or food insecurity or job insecurity, if you can provide for those things for them, they'll overlook a lot of stuff because it's actually doing them a service. It's helping their everyday life. Mm-hmm. So. So to be clear, Dodd is the cult leader in this situation? Yes, Dodd's the cult leader. Frederick is the ex-member and Got the it. only one that's basically written about it. Okay. So this group, much like the Manson family would do a few years later, was making their way up and down the coastline, rubbing elbows with high society and trying to encourage adoption of Dodd's new way of thinking. And one night at a dinner party, a man jokingly referred to Dodd's group as a cult. And Frederick lost his shit now granted he was also still rip shit on moonshine yeah mm. um but after the dinner party he followed that man home and mugged him oh fuck cool. wait yeah the guy who yeah. beat up uh, one of his customers and then almost <laughs> killed know. a co-worker what <laughs> you don't say um yeah. dodd wasn't happy about it it was too much attention so much intention like attention to the group so much, in fact, that local authorities started to investigate his group and how they were using their money mm-hmm. and the promises that they were making to people in exchange for that money. And this is something that repeatedly happens to Scientology as well, specifically around taxes. Uh, and Scientology took it so seriously that they broke into an FBI records room in the late 70s, uh, which Whoa. is a fast, like right around the same time as Watergate, by the way. Such a fascinating story. Damn. They wild know that Scientology out. pull off a heist. That's fucking Oh, rad. Scientology pops off. Yeah. They don't play. Oh, it's oh, you didn't I mean ex- it's terrible. They're horrible people, but you know. Blaine, you didn't expect the yacht cult to pull an Ocean's Eleven. Are you oh, kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Stop taking drinks of Diet Coke. I'm, tra- I'm talking the whole time. My mouth is so dry. Wait, so uh dodd's like little branch of scientology that he's doing they are they still are they based entirely off of this boat throughout this experience so right now they're kind of on and off the boat on shore they will eventually get like a little house Uh but largely they're kind of living on that boat um and they're living in members houses so as people kind of adopt the group they'll like move in with them but do they get more members to stay on the boat and, and i'm sorry i'm asking a lot of specific questions no, for but sure, like for how sure. big is this but like what it's not crazy big and they're not a huge group they never uh-huh. get as big as scientology does we're talking a couple dozen max okay how yeah. but yeah how big is is it like a tugboat is it, is it a sailboat? Um, i mean it's it's a yacht it's it's definitely a yacht but it's enough to f- enough to carry let's say 20 to 30 people okay, okay. so okay. like a big a big yacht but they're also not like not everyone has their own room. Like people are bunking together. Like it's it's a tight squeeze. Yeah. yeah so. But you gotta specify because I've been burned before. All right. I've been told by somebody that hey, we're gonna go on a yacht, and I get on what is essentially a big regular boat that like fits like <laughs> six people on it, and the whole time I'm like, it's not a yacht, and also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. 
This lands both Dodd and Frederick in jail. Dodd for embezzlement, essentially, or tax fraud, and Freddie for one count of assault. So upon their release, Frederick rejoins the group. Dodd had already been released at that point. He'd only done a few months for good behavior, basically. Mm. Um, But in that time, it had given him a chance to really think and meditate on his process. And he spent the bulk of that time writing a new book, essentially his version of Dianetics Part 2, Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) But here's the thing about publishing a book after you've already been in jail for misusing the funds of your pseudo-religious organization. People don't trust you, (laughs) Um, including the publisher. So Frederick, who had had no such revelation in prison, uh, and had easily subbed his moon, like his moonshine, his boat shine for toilet wine in prison. He did what he thought was best to make sure that Dodd could get his book published. And that was assaulting the publisher. <laughs> oh my God. I learned nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I learned nothing. I like that. He just got to be, he went to criminal college, which is just yeah. a bad prison where you become worse. And the other guy, Live, Laugh, Loved Himself in, like, Folsom or, or whatever. Yes. Just came out a better guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but before Frederick can go back to prison, he just takes off. He runs away. He's, he's like, I served my nickel. Uh, you come and take me. Like, you have to find me. But uh, he leaves for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, he reconnects with some old friends. He gets some distance from the group, which is always a thing. Because here's the thing. In these high control groups, when you're in it, it can feel like there's nothing outside it and you have to do everything to protect the ecosystem of the group. But the second you're outside it in the regular world, maybe the group's problems don't seem that bad. Maybe life seems a little bit more manageable. This is the whole thing with deprogramming, why they're taking people away. Mm-hmm. Um, so he makes his way through a lot of the middle of the country where there's a lot less boat fuel. Yeah, there's no water there. There's no water. <laughs> And he starts to establish a new life on his own when Dodd finds him and offers to let him back into the group on one condition. The condition was that he had to declare his complete loyalty to the group or never see or speak to them again. I well, I think he f- he's pretty fucking loyal. He's beating the shit out of people for you, my yeah, guy. I know. Twice. I know. But... He chose the latter, and he did not speak to them again until 2012 when both Joaquin Phoenix and Philip Seymour Hoffman were nominated for their performances in The Master. Oh. Okay. All right. Wait. So, shit. At that point, he's like 90-something, right? (laughs) No, you dumb idiot. Blaine, Blaine, what day is it, Blaine? What? It's 2022? What are you... Thursday? I'm sorry. I'm missing out on something here. Uh, I I am legitimately being an idiot right now. Blaine, we're recording this on March 31st. What's tomorrow? What's tomorrow, Blaine? April. Fuck me. (laughs) Guys, I said no! I said no to the last time you asked me to do this goddamn April 1st shit. I apologize to your audience. You guys deserve better than this. I used to be one of you, and this is why I stopped, because they lie to you. You poor people. Oh, my God. I will, Damn it. I will give you this. Torpedo juice is real. 
<laughs> that's okay. super real. So there's Fuck. that for you. And all the Scientology stuff is real as well. Okay. All right. Well, okay. So yeah, I do want to know, so I don't feel like I completely <laughs> wasted my evening talking about fake people. How much of this is real? Because I, I know that the master was like loosely based off of So the master is very closely based on the origins of Scientology. There are okay. obviously differences, um, but very, very close. Um, essentially, it kind of yada yada yadas through a period of about 15 years mm. uh in scientology's early time um and does it on a much smaller scale scientology got a lot bigger a lot faster than they portray in the master but a lot of the principles and tactics that they use in the master very accurate uh the boats super accurate mm. so it's not far off but this okay. was definitely the master so I, thank yeah. you <laughs> Uh, I hate you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. a year ago you said no. And so at that point we knew that a year from then <laughs> this, it was on. This has been a plan that has taken us 12 months, Blaine, to pull up. Whole months, Blaine. We started because you you let me know last time that it was the New Year's oh, yeah. the April Fool's, the April Fool's. episode. No, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. I said, hey, Blaine, my very good friend and pal and buddy, do you want to come do this April Fool's Day one? And you said no because because I don't like be I don't like tricking people. It's so sad. <laughs> well, you didn't because you didn't know. Yeah. We just tricked you, tricked you along with a bunch of other people. <laughs> now I'm just gonna, I'm now I'm gonna go drink torpedo fuel, <laughs> whatever to juice to torpedo purge this juice. memory. Because I learned nothing. I took no, nothing you, away from this. You learned about torpedo juice. That's not nothing. I could just read my granddad's uh, diaries from World War II, <laughs> and I'm sure he would have told me all I needed to know. Okay, so he what just happened here was Blaine was so like happy about learning about torpedo juice, right? Like we were making riffs mm -hmm. about it. As soon as he found out it was fake, did you see how everything he learned just left his brain? <laughs> he just said, "I'm gonna go do uh, the torpedo, whatever it's called, or something." I mean, these days it's called G fuel. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not but it might as well be uh, <sighs> also an interesting thing about g fuel i heard that they started out as like a pre-workout thing and then they're yeah. just like nah too competitive of a market we'll get into gamers now there's like gamers fucking juiced on pre-workout <laughs> but with nothing uh. to lift except for their mouse i what are you I got lifting really... your mouse for you're playing games wrong um if no, you, you, you pussy like, right lift that mouse <laughs> <laughs> well oh, man Thanks for having me on, I guess. <laughs> Was the Blaine Corner a lie, too? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Man. So here's here's the entirety of our 12-month plan. So first of all, yeah. after you turned us down, we realized that we were never going to get you if we kept you up to date on Colt Podcast. So for the next four yeah. months, we intentionally made a shittier show. And ah. And it just got worse and worse until we were sure you weren't listening anymore. Then we decided mm -hmm. to ask you without telling you. Paige had to go ahead and get herself some big Hollywood opportunities <laughs> just so that we would have an excuse. Just so that we could hide it within the opportunity. Yeah, because the things that we told you before we were recording, those are true. She is doing those things. And she only <laughs> yes. got them so that we could fuck with you personally. It, like I've been working so hard just to prank you with my career. Well, I hope your stand-up works out and you accept that blood money and, and you, you live a happy life, a happily ever after. 
I, I will. I wish that I wish that I had recorded like the video of this particular episode just to go back and show you, Blaine, because every single time that you switched tabs and started typing on your keyboard, Paige and I just kind of would look at your screen trying to hold together that we were doing a podcast. Because I was so curious. I was like, oh, I wonder what this guy looks like who committed, uh, you know, I like, knew you would twice. too, and I was like, I have to give him real shit to Google. Yeah, I so like that, looking like, people up and stuff. Yeah, I know. I we knew it would be a risk. Inform myself. Blaine, this is not a. Mm. This is not part. There's none of this is a bit. All right, buddy. We actually genuinely had a conversation <laughs> about trying to pick out things that we knew you would fall for the bait and Google, so that when you that did, were real. Yeah. Yes. So that so when that you, you would did. Google real things, and then ignore some of the less interesting fake things. I need you, yes. Tal- I need you, Blaine Gibson, to appreciate how much effort Paige went into writing an episode just to trick you. Hey, you know what? Good. I'm so happy for you, Paige, <laughs> and all your hard work to make me feel dumb. Can, I'm can never I tell buying you? kolaches for either of you guys ever <laughs> no, again. Don't come back to Austin no. expecting free kolaches. Not from this guy. Uh, can I tell you a few of the other things where I, I left you with some clues uh, if if you knew the movie, which you probably didn't, it sounds no, like. No, I, I didn't watch it. It looked like dog shit. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, so, so the first source was by Frederick Quell, who is uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character in the film, but it was called Truth Among Friends. So that was that was a fake book. That was that uh, was a fake book. Uh, the rest of the books are real. You're welcome. Uh, and I did have to use them to learn about torpedo juice. Uh, so uh, Frederick was born October 28th. That's actually Joaquin Phoenix's birthday, but he was born mm. in Phoenix, Arizona. So like, you know, or at least that's what Phoenix. we said. Because oh. there you go. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Blaine, I hope you forgive me, and I hope you forgive. Oh, us. also. I called him L.S. Dodd. Uh, Lancaster Dodd was his name in the LSD. movie, but I just put an S for Seymour. <laughs> like Lancaster Seymour Middle name Dodd. Hoffman. <laughs> Middle name Hoffman. Oh, um, yeah. oh man. Thank you. I'm not, I, I, no, it's it's great. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you guys got great content, and, and it's so nice catching up with you guys oh, my for God. the first time in so long. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I have PTSD from this show because the last time I recorded with you guys, everything went to hell. And uh, but know. hey, that didn't happen this time. Yeah, you're <laughs> you just you just <laughs> you're going to hell moment this time was realizing you're a dumb fucking idiot with friends who will trick you. <laughs> well, with bad friends. Yeah. <laughs> we we also I was fully prepared. If you seemed suspicious at the beginning of this episode, to be like. Uh, just so the listeners know, we're taping this a long time ahead of time because we have to backlog for stuff so that it would even throw you off the date, maybe. Yeah. Um, I had a beanie baby oh. right here just so I could go, Blaine, look it. Look it. Ooh. Don't Google. It's squirrel. <laughs> Stop Googling, please. <sighs> Did anything come up if you searched Lancaster Dodd? Uh, no, I was actually looking up quell because you said oh, that he okay. beat two people up i was like I wonder what that guy looks like i wonder if he's yeah. like a formidable <laughs> it looks dude. like joaquin phoenix yeah oh my weird. god i just i love blaine's brain where he went that guy sounds strong i wonder <laughs> i wonder <laughs> what he looks I wonder like. how strong he looked am i just as strong i'm looking up like there's also a uh 
a dude. He's a PhD and the associate professor of neuroscience or some shit. There's like some other guy named Frederick Quell. But yeah, there's no, there's nothing. There's no indication that this is. Oh, fuck. I'm so stupid. <laughs> there was. Did it just come up? No. No, he's oh. just realizing that he didn't know what date it was and just wasn't paying attention and trusted I mean, us. Um, my innocent dumb brain. I honestly thought you were going to be angrier, and the fact that you sound sadder is now kind of making me sad, if that makes you feel better. <laughs> I, I don't know if this makes anyone feel better, but him being sad is really doing it for me. I'm enjoying that a lot. It's hard as a rocker. Yeah. Man, I got my own torpedo, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, got to drain it and mix it with some pineapple juice. Oh, God. Uh, well, thank you everyone for joining us, <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially uh, Blaine Gibson. Um, yes, thank, thank you. you for being here. Blaine, where can people- We'll buy you kolaches next yes, time. Yes, absolutely. Fine, fine. Uh, I'll, be on, I'll be in LA probably for celebration, so then you can, you can cook me kolaches, oh, Paige. Yeah. We, yeah, I will do that. I will gladly make kolaches from scratch while you're we here. We will spend right as up. much time with you as you let us, Blaine, because we love you. Yes. And also, there's a pretty good chance that the three of us will be able to hang out at RTX, all things going well. Woo-woo. Yeah. Um, where can people find you, Blaine? Uh, I'm on Twitter at bgibbles. Please follow me because I'm just like hemorrhaging followers. All of the bots are just getting purged. They're no longer offering me sex. Twitter's deleting them all. Uh, so there's that. Uh, and I'm also working at Rooster Teeth uh, with Squad Team Force, which is our content creation group. Uh, I was really reluctant to do TikToks at first, but turns out they're kind of fun and we're not doing too bad at it. So you could check out Squad Team Force if you're wanting to giggle while on the toilet. Right before we started recording, I watched the one with the rolling a one. Yeah. And the scream at the end of it is it's Chef Choice Man. Thank you. Like, it's so good. Thank you. I edited that one. I'm very pleased. Very happy. About I'm glad that. you're liking them. I, the thing about TikTok is, like, if you want to become a big account, which a lot of, like, you know, I'm not going to mince words. We work for a corporation that has people that mm -hmm. are telling us, like, you know, maybe we should work on this, blah, blah, blah. It's like half of it is those dumb fucking sounds that you just have to like, I put a blender in my bathtub and this is what <laughs> happened. Wow. Or, you know, like the whole like Disney smasher pass, like that shit, like you got to do it. Yeah. But then after you've done your two or whatever for the week or the days, if you're following TikTok's algorithm, then you get to make a good one, like your fucking New Year's Eve TikTok, which is that was a really great the one. best TikTok that I have ever <laughs> seen in my entire life, Blaine. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, go follow them. Um, this episode comes out on Monday, so I can't promote that thing that we're doing together tomorrow. <laughs> uh it's not it's we were doing a stream for work it's not like a big deal but i like playing games with my bud um ass very assuming you that. show up because you you're showing up purely because we asked you to as a favor so there's a good chance that tomorrow blank goes oh no i have torpedo juice sickness <laughs> sorry guys all out of favors right now i, I went blind because of torpedo <laughs> juice. i got methanol blindness and then everyone's gonna be like oh my god is he okay and i just have to be like yeah <laughs> that's on me yeah, my bad. <laughs> um you can find me on social media at mondo does stuff that's instagram twitter tiktok all that fun stuff i'm on twitch twitch.tv slash mondo does stuff uh 
Also, this is the month of April, April 15th and 16th. I will be in Las Vegas, Nevada, doing some stand-up. Follow me on Instagram Ooh. for uh, exact locations, etc. blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much, and I love you. Goodbye. Mwah. Mwah. Uh, hey, it's your girl. I'm here every week. Uh, you can catch me Monday night, if you're listening to this the day this comes out, Monday night in Santa Ana at Proof Bar. Uh, May 14th at the Irvine Improv with Jeff Ross. Uh, then also May 1st, if you want to see Cult Podcast and Horror Virgin live, you can do that at Panic Fest in Kansas City, Missouri. We'll also be listing some stand-up dates around that. Uh, keep an eye on our social media for those dates. Uh, if you are out of the country, I might have some dates for you coming up this summer. Keep an eye on social media Ooh. yeah any yeah. of you hear more about you, that yeah you could follow me at rampage wesley on instagram and tiktok or page wesley on twitter i love you so much bye uh if you want to follow our show you can by going to at cult podcast on instagram or at cult podcast show on twitter send us an email to cult podcast show at gmail.com or if you want to send us torpedo juice or some sort of <laughs> denatured alcohol slurry of dreams you could send that to us at 3756 west avenue 40 suite k number 237 like, like the, the master shiny. oh shoot sorry <laughs> <laughs> los angeles california 90065 oh. and i think for this one i'm gonna say don't drink things that make you go blind <laughs> And don't drink the Kool-Aid. <sighs> Bye. 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 Yeah. I fucking hate you guys. You suck. <laughs> <laughs>